Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 84 of Lifelong Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi O'Brien, and thank you so much for being here today. I bet you guessed it. I have a solo episode in store for you all. I am going to be doing some more interview podcasts coming up. I've just been leaning into this season of feeling like doing solo episodes, and now I feel like bringing in some more interviews. Overall, it's really fun to offer both solo episodes and interview episodes. If you have anyone in mind that you'd like for me to interview, please don't hesitate to send me an email, Heidi at HolisticWithHeidi.com or send me a DM at Lifelong underscore pod on Instagram. Always love hearing from you all. So anyways, today's topic is all about men's health. My husband and I spend a lot of time talking about how there is such a white space in men's health in the non-toxic living space. It seems like there are so many up-and-coming brands for women's health products, which absolutely I love to see that. It's super important, especially when women have been left out of the literature and research for so many years. It makes sense that women are at the forefront of it. But I don't think that we can forget about because they serve such an important role in society as well, and they definitely should not be forgotten about. And their fertility is something that should be taken more seriously. And I think if we're able to start taking their fertility more seriously, that actually can be more empowering to women taking less pressure off of women when it comes to their fertility, so to speak, because we know that fertility is the fifth vital sign in women. And also, it's a very important biomarker for overall health. So even if you're someone who isn't interested in getting pregnant, fertility is super, super important for your overall health because it serves as the fifth vital sign. If you think about it, that's from an evolutionary perspective, humans are designed to be fertile and to procreate and to be filled with energy and zest for life and creating life. And if we're unable to do so, then so many other aspects of our health might trickle down and there might be some other issues down the road. So the point is, even if you're not interested in fertility in terms of reproduction, you should at least care about it through the lens of the fifth vital sign. So anyways, that is today's episode. It is going to be all about men's health, honing into fertility and testosterone. So if you have a boyfriend, a husband, a guy friend, a brother, someone who might enjoy this episode, I encourage you to pause it and bring them into the room or maybe listen to it and send it off to them later because this is the best episode to listen to with your male partner because you and your male partner will learn a ton about improving his overall health through what I'm going to talk about. So with that, let's jump into the episode. Did you know that men contribute to infertility 30 to 40% of the time? 
This is probably shocking to many of you because in our society, infertility is oftentimes put on the woman. And when you think of these fertility clinics out there, these fertility treatments, are you thinking of women going to to these centers or men? Most likely you're thinking of women. And women absolutely play an important role as well, but so do men. And no one is talking about it in the Western medicine world. I say that dramatically. I know there is a handful of people doing incredible research, but majority aren't talking about it. And it's kind of wild. Another thing I do want to mention is I am not an expert on men's health. I've done my research because I care so much about the men in my life and I like helping them to be super healthy. I want my husband to be super healthy and fertile and have a good fifth vital sign. So I have done my due diligence. I have done tons of research because this is quite literally super intimate to me in my own personal life. That being said, I'm not an expert. There's going to be so many other like men out there that know way more about this because they're super into boosting their testosterone and there's all these threads on X about, you know, boosting your testosterone and this and that. And there are so many people out there. I'm not really one of those, but I have synthesized the information that I have dug into and read. And I figured why not share it with you all? Because I know that a lot of my girlfriends want their male counterparts to be super healthy as well. So just wanted to share that little disclaimer, but males contribute to infertility 30 to 40% of the time. Sperm counts are set to hit zero in 2050, and this is following the research of Dr. Shauna Swan. Sperm rates are decreasing by 1% annually. This is a very serious matter. I think people think, oh, well, there's billions of sperm, so it doesn't really matter. Like men have this infinite amount of sperm. But from the research from Dr. Shauna Swan, she said it actually gets concerning around 40,000. Fertility is an important biomarker for overall health. So sperm is also a very important biomarker for overall health. I encourage men to get their blood work done regularly, including looking at their liver enzymes. When it comes to testosterone, the range in our kind of Western medical viewpoint is 300 to 1,000. But quite honestly, 300 is incredibly, incredibly low. And this is all kind of based on the unhealthy population in the U.S. So us in the holistic health world, us who are interested in biohacking and thriving, would say a range of 700 to 1200 is a far healthier range to aim for. And quite honestly, are probably in that lower 300, 400, maybe 500 range, given all of the, the threats to men and women's hormones in our modern toxic world, which I'll get into that in a little bit. Worldwide fertility has dropped over 50% in the past 50 years at a rate of 1% a year. 
men have only half the number of sperm that their grandfathers had. Miscarriage rate is going up 1% a year. And fun fact about miscarriages, male sperm play a really big role in miscarriage as well. Another thing that has been put on the woman for so long is miscarriages are super, super devastating. The loss of life is very devastating. And when it's something the woman is going through, a lot of the blame, even if it's not spoken, is put on the woman, even though the male sperm quality plays a really big role in miscarriage as well. So having quality sperm is not only important for getting pregnant, but also it's important for having a healthy pregnancy that So that's just something to keep in mind. I know that is a super, super sensitive subject. I want to tread super lightly around that. But I just think men need to be included in the conversation a little bit more and less blame should be put on women. Along with that, there are more and more men with testosterone problems and erectile dysfunction. Testicular cancer is increasing at a rate of 1% a year. And genital birth defects in males are on the rise in Western countries. So like I said, I have done my research on men's health, in particular male infertility and boosting testosterone. And in preparation for this week's episode, I actually was digging deeper, doing more research, seeing what was new and exciting in the reproductive toxicology journal. And I came across some incredible articles that I'll link in the show notes. And I wanted to just share a little bit of what I read within those. So the first one I was reading, it says, quote, infertility in humans is now recognized as a significant global health issue impacting approximately 15% of couples worldwide. Male infertility factors account for around half of all infertility cases. Previous stat that I shared was 30 to 40. Now I'm reading this article in preparation for today's episode. Again, you know, it's one study. It says that males account for half of those. So another kind of study to back up why men need to be a part of the equation and it's not just on the woman. Then I went on to read a fascinating study about oxidative stress and male infertility. So the current evidence suggests a link between oxidative stress and male infertility, including reduced sperm motility, sperm DNA damage, and an increased risk of recurrent miscarriages and genetic diseases. So excessive oxidative stress can have detrimental effects on fertility, pregnancy outcomes, and the genetic health of newborns. Epigenetic modifications, which are changes in gene expression not involving DNA sequence alterations, play a crucial role in reproductive health. Abnormal epigenetic patterns in sperm are associated with male infertility, affecting genes related to sperm development, motility, and DNA integrity. Environmental factors, lifestyle choices, and genetic predispositions influence these modifications. Importantly, oxidative stress is linked to epigenetic changes, 
exacerbating the effects on male fertility by influencing gene expression and cellular function. So to break that down, what are we reading here? So oxidative stress is playing a really big role in the infertility epidemic, especially through the male lens. And lifestyle is playing a super, super big role, as well as environment. Within those two categories, we can look at toxins, we can look at nutrition, we can look at stress levels, sleep quality, all of these things that are super important. And on top of it, we can look at things that will help with oxidative stress, like antioxidants and all these other good things to boost the man's overall health. So there's this relationship between the man's overall health and his fertility. Of course, I had to click on this study titled Herbicides, Glyphosate, and Glufosinate Ammonium Negatively Affect Human Sperm Mitochondria Respiration Efficiency. We know that glyphosate is super, super toxic to humans. There have been hundreds of thousands of plaintiffs against Monsanto in regard to specific cancers like non-Hodgkin's lymphoma from glyphosate. There are also other studies out there about how glyphosate damages the reproductive system. And so, of course, I had to read this article about glyphosate and sperm. So, not great for sperm. So, what can you do? Eat organic, avoid glyphosate as much as possible, try to live in an area where there aren't big farm fields, brain, Monsanto crap everywhere, which is not easy because a lot of the countryside, unfortunately, has conventional farmland around it. But what you can do is make changes to the things you're in control of, like eating organic and pesticide-free. Now I want to talk about some solutions. I want to talk about boosting testosterone. I feel like the testosterone world, maybe this is part of the high testosterone stereotype, which honestly, I think testosterone is attractive. That's how we're wired as women to be attracted to these kind of alpha male types because we want that from an evolutionary perspective, we want them to hunt and gather and protect us. So anyways, a lot of these people out there talking about testosterone are throwing around all these ideas and solutions and maybe some gimmicky things as well. That's how it goes, though, in the health world. We know that there's going to be a lot of gimmicks and you kind of have to be able to see through the gimmicks and the marketing and the sleaziness. I think most people in the space want to educate and help and are coming from a good place. But unfortunately, there are some people out there that are gimmicky or trying to sell something or trying to fear monger. So just something to keep in mind. But anyways, you know me, I have dug through all the sludge to find out what are the actual good things one can do to boost his testosterone. And number one is sunlight exposure. Sunlight is a natural source of vitamin D, which is linked to higher testosterone levels. So spending even as little as 30 minutes in the sun every day 
particularly in the morning, will help you optimize vitamin D levels and support hormonal balance. I've talked about this before for women. Sunlight is also incredible for men in more ways than one, but especially from the hormonal perspective. This is going to help synthesize vitamin D and in turn support the production of testosterone. Another thing to do to boost your testosterone is to make sure you are getting adequate sleep. It is during deep sleep that the body releases growth hormone, which is a precursor to testosterone synthesis. Therefore, getting quality sleep is crucial for maintaining healthy testosterone levels. Lack of sleep or poor sleep can absolutely disrupt hormonal balance. Don't you love that these first two tips are also free? We love a free tip. Getting back to the basics is so underrated. Okay, the next thing a man can do to boost his testosterone is strength training. Could not emphasize this more. Lifting heavy as well. Lift heavy. Lift to exhaustion. It is good for you. It is good for your hormones, man, okay? So engaging in regular exercise, especially resistance training and Compound exercises like squats and deadlifts are proven to significantly increase testosterone levels. So this is your sign, men. Run to the gym. Hit the gym. Don't make up excuses. You're just going to destroy your testosterone levels and your libido levels, and it's not going to be good for your health. So go to the gym. Lift heavy. (laughs) Okay, next on the list for boosting testosterone is an Intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is highly controversial in the women's health space, but with men, which most of the studies on intermittent fasting have been done on men, it is quite helpful for men. So intermittent fasting positively impacts testosterone levels by optimizing insulin sensitivity and hormone balance. I think I was reading that one to two days a month for a full day fast is also beneficial, but don't quote me on that. There is a lot of medical importance to fasting. We'll even see in like biblical times and in a lot of ancient scripture that fasting is super, super important for health, especially for men. Don't know how I feel about it for women. It's not for me, but there is a time and place. Like if if my immune system is really weak, and I'm worried about getting sick, I might try to at least intermittent fast so that I can have my body in a rest and digest state a little bit longer so that it doesn't have to put its energy to digesting and it can put its energy towards healing. I actually brought on Dr. Robert Lovkin. I'll link that episode in the show notes, but we talked all about fasting and metabolic health. So that might be an episode that you can listen to to learn a little bit more about fasting, especially for men's health. Another way to boost testosterone, men, is to maintain a healthy body weight. Hate to say it, but, and I'm not shaming anyone who is overweight, but being overweight is absolutely terrible for your overall health and really bad for your testosterone levels. Maintaining a healthy body weight is essential as obesity is linked to lower testosterone levels. Excess body fat can lead to increased estrogen production, which negatively impacts testosterone levels. Also, remember that a lot of these toxins harbor in fat. So 
the fatter one is, the more toxins are leaching into your fat. Studies find that if men can lower their weight, they can increase their testosterone and sperm count by almost 50. So going back to Dr. Shauna Swan's research and this research about obesity and testosterone and sperm count, if we could address the growing obesity rate, which is nearing 50%, we could also in turn subsequently increase fertility rate and sperm rates. Hmm, something to think about there. If this is not motivating you, I don't know what the hell will. So <laughs> keep on listening, guys. We're going to now talk about something else. And by something else, I don't mean something else entirely. I mean some habits, some other things to do to improve your health, men, okay? Some some ideas for healthy sperm counts and testosterone levels. One thing that I think is super underrated is trying natural fiber clothing such as cotton, linen, hemp, silk, wool, even some bamboo, especially when it comes to underwear and clothing that you're wearing on a daily basis. So I guess you're wearing clothing every single day, but thinking about it from what areas of your body are the most sensitive, especially hormonally, and that would definitely be the underwear region. So switching to natural fiber clothing is a huge commitment to upgrade your whole entire wardrobe. But if you could just start with underwear, that would be so, so helpful. There's a brand called NADS, N-A-D-S. I know it's like such a punny little brand name, but they make underwear out of organic cotton. I have some for my husband. Polyester, which a lot of the underwear brands out there, is a synthetic fiber and the synthetic fibers originate from petroleum. So you're literally wearing petroleum, which is not great for your body and not great for the environment. I have a couple episodes about non-toxic clothing. I also have a super cheap $7 non-toxic clothing ebook that I recommend you download so that you can learn even more about natural fiber clothing and how it's going to improve your health, help your hormones, all the good things. I'll link all of that in the show notes so that you can easily access that information about natural fiber clothing and why it truly is the way to go, sharing different tips, different brands I like. And they're all super fashionable and cool because I used to, I studied fashion and was really interested in all things fashion. So it's been really important to me to find non-toxic options that are also sexy and cute and fashionable. So definitely check that out if you're also into fashion and want to improve your health. On the similar note, when it comes to textiles in general, I want you to start prioritizing your bed sheets as well especially for men, because you're producing testosterone when you sleep. So you don't want to interfere with that process. So I would recommend cotton or silk bed sheets. I have Bolin Branch, which is a really big brand. We've all heard of it. They have an organic cotton line. I think all their stuff might be organic cotton, but don't quote me on it. There's also another great brand called called Kayuchi, and then there's one called Pact. I'm happy to link those in the show notes as well. Then there are so many chemicals that I want to talk about that are super important when it comes to men's health and boosting testosterone. 
So first and foremost are phthalates. Phthalates are a class of chemicals. They are found in a wide variety of products. In particular, they're found in flexible plastic products. They're also found in personal care products because they help penetrate deeper into the skin. So they're a gr- from a chemical perspective and manufacturing perspective, a lot of personal care products add in some phthalates to help the skincare product penetrate deeper into the skin. But phthalates are super concerning when it comes to the hormones, especially for men, women too. Let me emphasize they are bad for all humans. Phthalates are a class of anti-androgens. So quite literally, anti-testosterone. They are estrogenic in nature. And they also are very, very devastating to babies in the womb, particularly baby boys. And phthalates can also, exposure to phthalates can increase the rate of testicular cancer. Limiting your exposure to phthalates is essential for your overall health, especially your hormonal health. Happy to link some more information about phthalates in the show notes. I could do a whole deep dive. I don't have time right now, but avoiding phthalates to the best of your ability is super, super beneficial. The next one is xenoestrogens. So xenoestrogens are estrogenic chemicals. There are tons and tons of estrogenic chemicals. I tried to narrow it down. In the skincare area, there are parabens, there are phthalates like I just talked about, and there are also benzenes. So benzene is found in sunscreens and parabens are preservatives that are found in a lot of skincare and hair hair products. They are some common names for parabens are methylparaben, ethylparaben, propylparaben, and butylparaben. So be on the lookout for those. You can also use resources like the EWG Skin Deep database. Have some approved products on my website, holisticwithheidi.com. You can always check that out. Listen to some different episodes on Lifelong too to learn more about healthier skincare, hair care products. Then there are industrial products and plastics. So first and foremost, there are bisphenols. The most common one you've probably heard of is BPA, bisphenol A. This is a monomer for polycarbonate plastic and epoxy resin. It's an antioxidant in plasticizers, and it is highly estrogenic. It's been banned in baby bottles, and a lot of other companies, like water bottle companies and plastic Plate companies, dinnerware companies, cups say that they're BPA-free, but the concern around BPA is that when brands label things as BPA-free, a lot of times they're using other bisphenols. So then BPS is a common one. So there's marketing that says it's BPA-free, you think it's healthy, but it has a BPA adjacent in it called BPS or something similar that is essentially one molecule different. So technically it's it is BPA free, but it's filled with another toxic bisphenol. So being mindful about plastic, reducing your plastic use is really helpful. 
Looking in the kitchen to reduce your plastic use would be super helpful. I have an episode about non-toxic kitchen products. I can link that in the show notes. Yeah, plastic is just not great, folks. It's 2024. Plastic is out. I already talked about it, but phthalates, which are another plasticizer, these are not good. And then there are PBDEs. These are flame retardants. They're used in plastics, foams, building materials, electronics, furnishings, and even automobiles. These are not great, and they are estrogenic in nature as well. Pretty crazy, but bisphenols are also found in food and particularly found in manufactured ultra-processed food. Just a few to rifle off right now are red dye and BHA, or butylated hydroxyanisole. Also, natural flavors could be a big concern because with natural flavors, we don't actually know what is behind the term natural flavors. It is up to the food manufacturer's discretion and due to trade secrets, they will not disclose what are in their quote-unquote natural flavors. So these natural flavors that you're eating, even in an organic snack or a healthy food, so to speak, it could be hiding something that is harmful to your hormones, like a xenoestrogen. A couple other areas when it comes to xenoestrogens are building supplies. I have a couple episodes about building healthy homes and limiting your exposure to toxins in the home. Within the home, there are some biocides and wood preservatives to be aware of. There are also polychlorinated biphenols, PCBs. These are found in electrical oils, lubricants, adhesives, and paints. And then there are insecticides. So talked a little bit about this. Insecticides, pesticides are not great for your hormones. I don't even know why we're still using these toxic things when literally there is so much surmounting evidence around these things. Some to keep in mind are atrazine, which is a weed killer. DDT is an insecticide that was banned. It's still found in the environment. And then there are non-L-phenol derivatives, which are found in industrial surfactants, emulsifiers, and laboratory detergents and other pesticides. So some things to keep in mind if you are trying to limit your exposure to xenoestrogens, definitely look into insecticides, building supplies, food, industrial products and plastics, and skincare. From a nutritional perspective, there are a ton of things a man can do to boost his fertility, his testosterone, and his overall health through nutrition. Number one is eating grass-fed and finished beef, bison, and game. This is so essential for boosting your tea. On a similar note, looking into organ meat. Organ meats are high in bioavailable zinc, selenium, copper, and are and L-arginine, and also in amino acids that are precursors for nitric oxide, aka blood flow. Honey has a lot of benefits for testosterone, and this is raw honey. Raw honey improves testosterone and lowers estrogen. Like I mentioned earlier, pesticides, glyphosate, these kinds of things are really, really detrimental to a man's testosterone and sperm. So eating organic as much as possible to reduce your toxin exposure is essential. On a similar note, 
You gotta ditch the seed oils, the processed sugar, the high fructose corn syrup, and you really need to be aware of these xenoestrogen in food. Sounds like a lot, but the more that you can become aware of this, the more that you can make small changes, the better off you will be. This is not about being perfect. Yeah, you can still go out to dinner. You can have a processed snack once in a blue moon as long as you're doing your best 90 to 95% of the time, in my opinion. I'm not by the belief of getting so stressed out. But on a similar note, I'm not going to say, oh, balance. Yeah, go eat the, you know, Cheetos and donuts and all the junk food because you're eating a salad to just balance it out. If you want your testosterone levels to improve, if you want your overall health to improve, you have to make it a priority to limit your exposure to the junk in your food, like seed oils, processed sugar, high fructose corn syrup, and xenoestrogens. I feel like I'm being a little bit more aggressive because it's men listening. You just have to take me seriously there. If you want to make changes to your health, maybe you don't. Maybe you want to stay unhealthy. Maybe you want low libido. Maybe you want low testosterone. I don't know why you would, but maybe you do. Not for my men. While I will always advocate for looking to food before supplements, I wanted to just mention a few supplements that I have my eyes on for men. The first one is the Earthly Wellness Nourish Him Naturally. This is, I'm reading it from their website. It's curated with a man's specific needs in mind. Nourish Him Naturally is a liquid botanical multivitamin made with certified organic herbs to support heart health, prostate health, and energy levels to make this a vitamin powerhouse. The formula is bioavailable and completely natural with nature-balanced vitamins and minerals. The key herbs are nettle leaf, which is rich in vitamins and minerals, rich in chlorophyll and supports detox. Saw palmetto berry, which supports prostate health, supports hormone balance. Hawthorn berry, which supports heart health and is anti-inflammatory ashwagandha root, which supports adrenal health and improves athletic performance, turmeric root, which is anti-inflammatory and supports liver health. And that is the Earthly Wellness Nourish Him Naturally supplement. I love anything from Earthly Wellness. So of course, I had to add that one to the list. This None of this is sponsored, by the way. This is truly a list that I curated that I think is super interesting. And will I be buying most of this or do I have a lot of this for my husband already? Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. It's for me to know and for you to not know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, next is beef liver. Beef liver is considered beneficial for male fertility due to its rich nutrient profile. It's a potent source of iron, a mineral essential for hemoglobin production, ensuring proper oxygen transport to cells, including those involved in reproductive processes. Additionally, beef liver provides high levels of vitamin A, which plays a vital role in the development and function of reproductive organs, supporting the production of sex hormones crucial for male fertility. The presence of vitamin B12 in beef liver is also noteworthy, as this vitamin is essential for DNA synthesis and overall reproductive health. By incorporating beef liver into the diet, men can potentially enhance their nutrient intake, promoting optimal conditions for sperm development, motility, and overall reproductive well-being. Love me some beef liver. Then the others on the list are zinc, vitamin D, 
creatine. And lastly, there's something from traditional Chinese medicine. It's found in a lot of their tinctures for male fertility, and it's called Sistanche. It's really good for male fertility. I need to look into that one a little bit more. And lastly, I want to chat about personal care products. This category is probably my husband's favorite category. This is the category that we feel like there is the biggest opportunity in, releasing more products that are non-toxic and specific to men. So I wanted to just share a few brands that we love. For deodorant, top contenders are Agent Natur. They have a scent that is for men. Think Sport is incredible. They also have some scents that are a little bit more manly. For body wash, I love Everyone and Juniper Ridge. For hair care, some brands that my husband loves are Ro Casa Organics, Rake, and Zuma. For shaving, some non-toxic men's brands that support hormone health are Ro Casa Organics, Jack Fur, and Badger. Well, folks, that brings us to the end of today's episode about male health. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And like I said, a lot of my audience is women, but I know a lot of you have men in your life that you love and that you want to be healthy and that you want to thrive. So share this episode with them because you care. It's so simple to share the episode and I think they will really appreciate being thought of. Anyways, guys, really, really appreciate you all being here. Love my soul episodes with you all, but I will be bringing back some interviews in the foreseeable future, the near future, really. Thanks again. One more thing before you go. Are you subscribed to Lifelong Podcast? Have you left a rating and review? Are you following along on Instagram at lifelong underscore pod and at holistic with Heidi? If you're not doing so already, consider doing it to support our show and to help spread this message near and far. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week.